Hey everybody, welcome to West New York Brews. My name is Scott. I am a homebrewer just outside of Buffalo, New York. I'm a member of the Das Hasbrauers Homebrew Club. And on this episode, I am joined by members of the Das Hasbrauers Homebrew Club and Brian Huntley from Short Circuited Brewers on YouTube. We talk electric brewing systems and particularly electric brew in a bag systems. There's quite a lot of detail in this about a bunch of the systems in case you're interested. So hey everyone, once again, my name is Scott. As always, West New York Brews is a member of the Hopped Up Network, a podcast network of regional independent beer podcasts. Check it out at hoppedupnetwork.com. And on this episode with the Das House Browers and Brian Huntley from Short Circuited Brewers, Brian was very nice to join us in a Zoom meeting because we are all stuck at home. So we had a Zoom homebrew club meeting, and one of our members had a question about electric brewing systems as he's looking to go electric. Many of our members are already electric, and we were able to ask and answer questions with Brian from Short Circuited Brewers, who certainly has a wealth of knowledge and experience on electric brewing systems. Please check him out at shortcircuitedbrewers.com, on Facebook, on Twitter, and especially on YouTube, where he has hundreds of videos on electric brewing and electric brewing systems. So without further ado, let's get into it. Yeah. All right. Oh, coming on. Nice. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You got a great shot there behind you of the uh, of the new system there. When I say new, the last time we talked, you were just before moving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I had I've had a three vessel Herm system for a little while, and this one's actually I don't even have it functional yet because of the fact I've been brewing on everybody else's system. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's I, I'm I'm working on it. So hopefully, pretty soon I'll be able to uh, brew on that system. So. But those are the three 20-gallon kettles behind me there. <laughs> so to bring you in the conversation we were just having, where Kyle is looking into electric brewing, I was talking about I have a robo-brew, uh, which I don't know if you can still buy. It seems like it's all Brewzilla now. Um, that is correct. It's all Brewzilla now because it's, it's, um, it's sold by Kegland. By Kegland, right. Yeah. And um, without going into a lot of uh, – dirt history <laughs> uh key was the major player in that system at uh keg king and left keg king and formed his own company kegland and so whenever he did that that was when the name was changed to brazilla so so do they have a wi-fi or bluetooth connected brazilla now they do not i, I understand okay. that they're supposed to be doing that but um haven't they haven't done it yet so now, have you – no, I know for a fact that you've used the um, – uh, Kyle, what was the one you were asking about? The claw hammer one. And, claw yes, hammer and one. I watched your video on – I think you did a video on claw hammer. Uh, I did a live stream. I actually had a lot of trouble with the controller at that time. And then uh, they've since sent me another controller. But the other controller that they sent me, they forgot to send me a sensor with it because we thought that was the issue was the sensor. So who knows? I'm, I'm waiting on a sensor now. Okay. How yeah. about the spike system, Brian? Did you like that? The what system? The all-in-one spike. You used that, didn't you? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it works. Uh, you know, I, I think maybe it might be a little bit overpriced for what it is, quite honestly, just because of the fact that, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's, a, it's a kettle in a basket. And, um, I, you know, 
Yeah, I, I like Spike stuff. I mean, it, you know, that's that's like the first thing that I've used from them. But um, I, I don't. I kind of don't like how much uh, space is underneath of the the basket. There's like literally five gallons of water underneath that basket. So hmm. it's, that's in the spike. It makes it a little bit difficult. Yeah, in the spike brewing system. I'm, 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 I hear somebody else Googling too. <laughs> yeah, they just came out with it not that long ago. <clears throat> yeah, they actually haven't even released the, the brew in a bag system yet. Yeah. I'm on their, uh, I'm on their email list about it. Yeah. I just got an email from them today about the steam condenser hat for their kettles, so... Oh, cool. Do you think that can replace replace an exhaust fan? Absolutely. Yep. Sure can. I've got got one on the uh, Brutool system that I've used, and uh, it's their B80 Pro, and it it knocks down the steam and everything from that system, no problem. Um, You know, obviously you have to reduce the power to your elements, which is not a bad thing. I mean, you know, because when you have a closed kettle like that, it's going to boil easier on less mm-hmm. power so right but yeah i think the the list price on the the 20 gallon version is like right at two thousand dollars and that's not i think that doesn't include it's supposed to include a pump i'm not sure about the chiller i know i think the pump is going to be included with it but i don't know about the chiller itself so is that the spike you're talking about the spike yeah. the spike yeah spike system yeah 20 gallon Yep. I mean, 20 gallons is more than enough. They're all going to be uh, 240 volt systems. Well, oh, no, it looks right, like yeah. the 10 gallon is going to be 120, but still. Nothing would stop you from putting a 240 volt element in it. I mean, it's just, it's just a matter of putting the element in there and swapping it out as well. They, they just said 110 volts. And that, you know, some people were like, well, why did they put, why did they do two and a half gallons on a 10 gallon system? Yeah, did that because of the fact that they're going to be touting it as a 120 volt system, and you know it's it's hard to bring five gallons to a boil on a 15 amp circuit on 120 volts. You know, it's just tough to do. Still, you got you know their their kettles are really heavy, and the thermal mass that they have in those kettles sucks a lot of the heat out of there. And it it just would be I think it'd be tough to try to bring five gallons of work to a boil on even a you know. If they put a 1650 watt element in there, which is kind of pushing the limits of a 15 amp circuit, um, you know, theoretically you could do like 1800 watt element, but there's not a lot of those out there. So that's, you know, that's why they're, they're saying it's a two and a half gallon system. Now at that point, why would you, why would you even consider that when a robo brew, I'm sorry, a bruzella or a grandfather, like two and a half gallons. (laughs) That's a good question. Because I have I have one of each, and I'm running the grandfather right now. I'm I'm in between uh, whirlpool hop additions. It's not okay. actually whirlpool. I'm not whirlpooling. You're just um, recirculating. I uh, yeah. Um, both of these systems seem to work really well. I've I've made some very good beer on this. Mm-hmm. The only reason to do something else would be for batch size for me. So a two uh, sure. to say two and a half gallons. Yeah, I don't know what the market's going to be for that one. I mean, you know, personally, if I was looking at that system, I would be looking at putting a, a 240 volt element in there. Quite honestly, yeah. but, you know, 
that would be my thing. Like the the claw hammer supply system that I got is uh, it's a 240 volt. It's it's a 5500 watt element in a okay. in a 10 gallon kettle. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's like uh, it's like a V8 in a Pinto. You know, it's it's crazy how fast <laughs> it how, how fast it heats up. I mean, it's uh, I think from mash out at 170 to boil is probably like 10 12 minutes something like that. It's 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 crazy fast on 100. percent Wow. I just, I did, the last live brew day that I did, I, I put together, I had put together a system like over a year ago myself. I built it from a Bayou Classic in um, some parts from Brew Hardware, some parts from um, Brewers, uh, Brewers Hardware, and uh, I used the the Blickman um, Brew Commander on it, and, and it, it worked really well. I mean, I, I just, it was the last live brew that I did. It, it worked fine. I, I actually used the basket out of the, the claw hammer supply system in the, in the, uh, uh, Bayou classic kettle because I, I forgot I didn't have a, a mesh bag that would fit in the basket for the Bayou classic kettle. So I tried the, the, um, claw hammer supply system basket in there and it fit fine. So I wound up using it. One thing I will tell you is, you cannot use the claw hammer supply basket for a hop, uh, a, a hop screen or hop back like they did. <laughs> they didn't show it on their latest video when they did the, the creamsicle uh, IPA, but I put two ounces of hops in that thing in the boil and I could not get the wort to pass through it. I mean, literally hmm. the basket filled up inside of the kettle and almost wound up dry fire nailing it because it was the, the mesh screen on that is like 400 micron and it just it clogged up with hops like unbelievably. <clears throat> I thought it was kind of funny that they didn't say anything about not using it that way when they're in their video, but I, I, I've, I've got to do a review on their, on their system. I, I will be saying something about it in my review. It's not wise <laughs> at all. This is that claw hammer supply. Kyle is not, not looking like a bad system at all. It's not. It really caught my eye. I tell you one you should look at too, though, because I in because I was I'm going to do a video on the system that I made that I that I used in the last live video that I did. Um, high gravity brewing mm-hmm. actually has uh, a system that is pretty much exactly like what I did. I think they use Bayou Classic kettles. Um, you can get it with a I think it has a boil coil element in it. Uh, Brew Commander is is like a hundred dollar upgrade from their Warthog controller. And I think the total price of the system winds up being like eleven hundred dollars, uh, and that's two hundred and forty volts. Huh? Yeah, because I was doing some research, and I'm like, I thought, well, I wonder how much. I wonder how what I built is going to compare to that, because what I what I built wound up being like I think about nine hundred and sixty-seven dollars or something like that with with just you know with just the raw components. Obviously, there's some tools and stuff that I needed to build it with that you know I didn't factor into that, but. Um, just if you had the tools to make it and, and you and you wanted to make it yourself, I, I, the system that I made is like right at nine hundred and sixty-seven dollars. And then conversely to that, using the uh, IPB sixteen S, which is a hundred and twenty volt controller from Inkbird, which is kind of it's it's kind of a clone of the Clawhammer Supply system, and I'm pretty sure that Clawhammer Supplies controller had a hand in Inkbird making this controller that, that I'm talking about. Um, cause it had their first iteration of the IPV 16 did not have, excuse me, did not have a pump switch on it. It had an alarm switch. And since then they've actually added a pump switch and some other things to it that make it more viable for a, a controller. 
And I put together, so I've got a spreadsheet that I put together for this video that I want to do on it. And I think the, the price on the kettle, the, the controller, everything wound up being like just over $600 for a 120 volt, uh, 10 gallon kettle, you know, a five gallon batch system basically. So, but you know, at that price and I, I don't know, you know, I know you're talking about the robo brew and the, and the grandfather, but it, you probably want to take a look at anvil also. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's another, another big player in the, in, in the game right now. I know they're having trouble keeping them in stock. They're selling so fast. It's the uh, foundry, right? Yeah. The foundry. Yeah. When they move, they've recently moved the controller to the top of the the system so it's it's up kind of like the grandfather is and with that i mean that kind of took away any misgivings that i had you know because with with the other one it was down low like the the robo brew is and you got to kind of get down on your hands and knees to to take a look at it and you know it's it's not fun (laughs) isn't that that one uh the one that has the option of um you can do 120 or 240 volts that is correct i was getting to that yeah so it it actually it it runs uh, it's like 1600 watts um on 120 and then the way that they wired it and everything it's 2700 watts on 240 volts and it only draws like 11.7 amps on 240 volts i mean you wow. could, yeah i mean so it, you know it, it draws no power hardly at all um to run it and you can you know you can put a 20 amp gfci in and be overpowered really so i mean and, and the fact that you can switch it back and forth between you know, the, the 120 and the 240. So if you have it set up for 240 at your house and you want to go over to your buddy's house and you want to use it on 110, you can do that. Um, the the kettle itself is also insulated. It's like a double wall. So you don't need a jacket on it or anything like that in order to use it uh, to maintain temperatures. It also has a true PID controller um, like the grandfather does. The Brusilla or the RoboBrew, as, as Scott probably knows, it will fluctuate in temperature when you're recirculating the mash by sometimes anywhere from three to five degrees. And with the Anvil system, with the with the true PID, it, it doesn't fluctuate but about one degree. The price on the foundry, too, is incredible compared to the others. It is. Yeah. It is. <clears throat> now, you have to understand it doesn't come it, – it doesn't have a pump built into it. So yeah. you need a recirculation kit if you're going to do that. But, you know, that's, that's a, or, you know, and, and some, some guys that run propane may have an external pump already. So, you know, it's one of those things you're not tied into that and, and have to do it. So. Well, you throw the, you throw the price of a pump and the price of like a counterflow or a plate chiller into that. And you're still less than a grandfather. Yeah. It comes, it comes with a chiller too. Yeah, it comes with uh, stainless steel. I didn't see how. Yeah, it how comes long with a stainless steel immersion chiller, and uh, the the thing that's phenomenal about it is it comes with the the immersion chiller. Some of the systems like that, like the the Robo Brew stuff, come with those chillers, but they don't come with any hoses to hook it up to anything. Yeah. They don't come with any fittings to hook it up to anything. The anvil actually comes with everything. I mean, it comes with the hose. It comes yes. with the the uh, the garden hose fittings. Everything. So. I've never used a stainless steel chiller that came with the Robo Brew, not once. Yeah, I, I've used it a couple times, but. Other than that, I'm, you know, not much. <laughs> I like yeah. I like my uh, jaded skilla right now for, for, mm-hmm. for doing those. It, it, it cools so fast. Yeah. You'll have to excuse me while I add some more hops, everyone. Okay. That's code for going to the bathroom, I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless he's going to take us along in the bathroom, I think. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, right. What are you uh, what are you drinking, Brian? 
I am actually drinking a um, like a hazy IPA. Okay. Of, what did I brew this on? I think I brewed this on the. Um, I think what I brewed it on. I think I brewed it on the the uh, spike system. Actually, the five gallon uh, spike system. No, no, I can't remember. <laughs> I brew on so much stuff all the time. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not trying to brag. I just can't remember. <laughs> I know I've been watching your videos, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's you know, I'm like I said, I, you know, I, I haven't brewed on my own system since I moved. So, um, and and actually, that the the system has changed too because I had some mishmash uh, kettles. I had a a Bayou Classic for my boil kettle, and then I had like a a kettle you can't even buy anymore. It's so thin. I, I you know, I, I think that they rejected it for making Hyundai parts with it, but <laughs> it was just that thin. Um, so I actually sold all that stuff and actually bought all Blickman kettles. So I haven't, I haven't even fired, I've not passed any warp through two of those kettles. One, my mash ton is the original one that I bought way back when, but, um, as far as the rest of it goes, I haven't even, I haven't done anything with it. I've, I've got the, uh, Blickman boil coils in both of the, the HLT and the, the, um, boil kettle. And then I've got the Blickman's Herm coil in there and, um, I've got a, um, I bought a uh, the auto sparge with the the the, the toilet valve. <laughs> yeah, for lack of a better way to describe it, that's what it is. So I'm, I'm anxious to get back up and running. I just I'm I enjoy doing that. You know, people ask me all the time, "What do I enjoy better, the the all-in-one systems or the three vessel systems?" And I I, I think both of them have a place. I, I like both of them. I mean, I think I'll probably still continue to use both. I I, I enjoy vessel system because it's just you know it's like a real brewery you know i mean when you go to a commercial brewery they're not brewing all in one kettle they've got a mash ton and a hot liquor tank and you know most of the times boil kettle so you know it's 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 kind of more like real brewing to me whether whether the cleanup and all that stuff is worth it i don't know but you know it's just one of those things whatever however you want to enjoy the hobby you know <clears throat> So when do you think you'll be done with, or when do you be, when will you be back to brewing with your system? Um, it's just a matter of getting some parts from Auber Instruments. I need, I just need some RTD probes and some some wires, uh, some uh, sensor wires. So it's just a matter of you know putting everything in the cart and hit and purchase. <laughs> you know, are you so but, a panel? Or are you using? The, are you building your own panel? Or are you using? Aren't you using the eBrew Supply panel for a while? Yeah, I, I actually sent that back to them. They they took it back. I, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but um, I actually do have a panel that I built myself. I mean, the the one that started the whole thing. Uh, I, I still have it. It's out in the garage. I just haven't uh, haven't mounted it yet. I haven't decided exactly where I want to mount it. So, uh, but but <clears throat> on that note, um, Ryan over to eBrew Supply to have a new controller called the I think it's the 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 East three hundred and sixty. Um, and it's like a touchscreen controller that's programmable and stuff. And he, he expressed some interest in sending one of those over and, and, uh, have me do a video on it and see what it looked like. So yeah, that's, that's another incentive, I guess, to get the system up and running to mess with some other new gear. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, my, the one I have is just a, this is straight up PID based system, you know, single, single batch. It's a 30 amp controller I built myself. I, I didn't. I kind of went off of uh, Cal from the electric brewery. I went off his, desi his design, but I left out like the, the voltage meters and the amp meters and all that stuff. I did, I did, I honestly didn't see a reason to even put those in. 
because I'm like, I'm brewing, I, I, you know, if I'm drawing 42.7 amps or, 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 you know, 26.5 amps, I really don't care. You know? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really need a play by play on how many amps or, or volts I'm pulling. So that just comes from the engineer and Cal wanting to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things you can spend money on. Mm-hmm. For sure. So what else are you looking at, Kyle? You're, you're the one that's looking to go electric, right? Is anybody else currently doing propane or? Yeah, I'm doing propane. I've got a Herm system, but, uh, but using propane. And um, actually, I've seen Mike um, in his system, which is which is really cool. And Rick, I think, are you electric too, Rick, now with your new Yeah, new I'm, all, I'm all electric. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I kind of see that as the next progression. I mean, it just seems so much more economical and, and, and everything else. I mean... You know, actually, Brian, I was watching your videos to, to, you know, help me drill the holes for the uh, for the herms and put in the coils and all that. So thank, thanks a lot. But um, yeah, yeah, no problem. Everything everything worked, which was great. So um, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's the next step. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I like I like the fact that you know that, that I I hated you know the fear of running out of propane on a on a brew day when you're boiling along and all of a sudden you run out of propane and you don't have a backup you know bottle or whatever. And then the other part of it too is, you know, with the propane comes, you know, the CO2 and the carbon monoxide and all that stuff that goes along with it. So yeah, you got to brew out in the garage if you want to be safe and in Ohio. And then also where you guys are at, it's, you know, not conducive all the time. Mm-hmm. We, we got, we got an inch of snow today. <laughs> yeah. Brian, where, 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 where are you from? Where, where are you coming to us from? Uh, north of Columbus, Ohio. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna probably. say it's uh, we we got a nice uh, oh. snowfall going right now. I mean, it looks nice. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's uh, <laughs> you guys gonna say. Was, my wife said to me because we're we're kind of work. Our company allows us to work from home, so we've been we've been working from home. And uh, they, uh, uh, Kelly, my wife said to me the other day. She goes, or today actually, she says, "Oh, hey, it's snowing out there, big flakes." I'm like, oh, "That sounds about right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm out there on my mower for the first mow of the season, getting hit by snowflakes. <laughs> Yep. That'd be about we right. Had, um, Columbus, we were out, um, I don't know, around December, late December. I went out. We stayed at the uh, Brew Dog over there. Okay. The hotel? Yeah. yeah, it was a good time. It was it was fun. Yeah, they got an amazing place down there for sure. Yeah. No doubt about that. We had the whole nine yards. We had the shower beers. We had the, <laughs> we had the kegs in the room and uh, oh, the taps nice. in the room and everything. How, how, I was curious, how do they charge for that? How do they, how do they what? How do they charge? I mean, like, what, you know, how do, how do they, you don't have to get into specifics on money, but I mean, how do, do they charge you by, they put a full keg and then charge you what's left or what? Well, or, no, the, the keg is actually probably about, they're, they're like a little mini system. Okay. Uh, they're probably, it's a grand total of, because I brought, I'm like, hey, if I'm, you know, if I got a keg in the room, I'm going to bring some growlers along too. And sure. But uh, I think it's a grand total of like two and a half gallons. In, in okay. A, so, um, and then the shower beers, uh, they have a refrigerator built into the wall. And um, they'll put in, uh, I think, a pair of about every beer they have available. And you're, you're, you're paying for it. You're paying for the beer. But sure. it's, you know, just, a, you know, that gets added to the room if you want it. It's an option. You don't have I to. I got you. Yep. But you do. 
Why wouldn't you? <laughs> if, if, if you're <laughs> gonna go, what you know? From my wife. What would the experience be without that, right? <laughs> my, my timer for the last edition of Hops. Ah. So, other electric brewing questions, guys? No, I'm just going to do some more research on on these uh, systems. That was uh, I'm I'm glad I I'm glad I was able to pick your brain a little bit, Brian, and everybody else. Here. Yeah, I mean, you know, any anything else you, you have that you can think of? I mean, you know, it's uh, I I like I like to build stuff myself, but you know, with with as cheap as some of these systems have got, it's it's really tough to recommend that. I mean, when I first started doing it, it was like okay, you know, I mean, you had to build your own in order to to make one, but you know, now everybody's kind of jumped on the bandwagon. So it's, it's kind of hard not to recommend a pre-built one for the prices that they've got. You know, it's crazy how, how inexpensive they are. One other, one other thing about it. Um, recipes, do re- recipes change at all when you go to these systems? Um, not really. I mean, you have to adjust your recipe sometimes depending on, you know, how much, uh, the biggest thing is, and it's kind of, it's not a lot different than, you know, a system you might be using now, you know, depending on what you're doing. If you're using like a, a cooler or something like that, you've got some unrecoverable dead space. Most of these like all-in-one systems that you that we've been talking about, most of those have like the, the dead space is recoverable. So you might have to adjust your recipe for that. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's, you know, it, you gotta, you gotta figure out what your boil off rate is. Yeah. Um, but you know, most, most of the systems out there now have a pretty, pretty good uh baseline uh you know beersmith profile and so if you're using beersmith then generally you know you can find a profile out there i mean i've, I've got them for most of the ones that i use and you know i always tell people you know hey it's it's a starting point you know depending on your specific situation whatever the humidity is and all that kind of thing and, you know it's going to vary a little bit but you know brewing it a couple times make an adjustment and you'll be good gotcha it doesn't mm-hmm. take you Yeah, a lot of the beers I've been making, I will use, well, it's been a while, but if I'm going from an old recipe, I'll still use that old recipe and and find out what the new OG is going to be and see if I can live with that. And, and sometimes it's, it's a pleasant surprise. Like, Oh, Hey, here's a, here's a slightly heavier, uh, Terry Ostrander's IPA. Yeah. (laughs) For example. Right. Do, do those systems allow you to increase boil percentage like a true like the anvil i'm assuming would because it's pid the anvil does have like a, a pwm mode like a traditional pid controller so you can adjust the percentage um the robo brew does not and the 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 grandfather does kind of um but it's more you know a, 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 no no it, it's a temperature based isn't it scott it doesn't have any kind of a percentage on the element i mean it'll you set your boil temperature it's, and then it, the, 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 the system will kick on the element on and off to try yeah, to maintain that boil correct. temperature. Yep. But so, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of, a, it's, it, it kind of adjusts itself, but as far as a true percentage base, the, the anvil is the only one I know that actually has that. Yeah. Cause that, that fluctuates your, your boil off rate. You know, if you're persistent. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, and, and I, you know, when I use the anvil system on 240 volts, I'll usually turn it down to like 75 or 80 percent because it just it just boils too vigorously. It's it's ridiculous. Right. So it was funny because on the, the live brew day that I just did, um, I, you know, it was, it was kind of an untested system. So I'm like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get what I'm going to get. You know, it's like I'm just going <laughs> to, you know, throw caution to the wind and just go for it. 
And uh, I actually wound up being a little bit over on volume under on under on gravity. And then, you know, I'm boiling along what I thought was a good boil. And I wasn't boiling off enough. So then I crank up the the percentage on the brew commander. And, I mean, it's literally, it's just like, you know, it's, it's almost jumping out of the kettle. So, yeah. you know, and then I was able to boil off another half a gallon in about 15 minutes, it seemed like. So it was pretty crazy. But it's, it's, nice, to, it's nice to have that, you know, finite control to them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I got a, uh, one question. Um, if you're building a three vessel system, mm-hmm. um, what's your thoughts on using one of these lesser expensive all in one systems as your hot liquor tank on your three vessel system? Uh, like um, I don't see an issue with it at all. Quite honestly. I mean, you could, the only issue, the only issue you might have with it is, you know, how are you going to put your, your, uh, Herms coil in there? I mean, you could, you could probably, um, reuse the uh like with the anvil type situation you could probably reuse the the um chilling coil which is stainless steel you could probably reuse that as a as a herms coil but um i mean you could do it i don't see i don't see a reason why you couldn't do it right i mean i have a um i have a rim i have a the the blickman rim rocket okay but uh and i have it on the, the blickman top tier okay with with one pump right now and i was considering getting one of these smaller systems to throw on a top tier to use as, uh, yeah. as my hot liquor tank and uh, yeah, you could go on that route. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't see a reason why you couldn't do that for your, for like your, your sparge water and all that stuff. Yeah. And then depending on how much volume you need, I mean the, you know, they, they make two different sizes of the anvil, the, the six and a half and the, the 10 and a half. So, you know, if, if you're, if you're not using more than six gallons of water for most of your, your sparges on your system, get to six and a half, it's, it's shorter and, you know, it, it'll still run 240 volts at 2,700 watts too. So, I mean, it, it, it's a, it'll be a rocket ship, but <laughs> at that bolt, you know, with that voltage and, and wattage and that small of a volume. Well, yeah, that was my thought. And then, um, you know, in the wintertime here and, you know, in Buffalo, it, get, it gets cold, but I thought I'd have, I could do some small batches indoors. Yeah. You know, with, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's a great idea. You can work on some recipes where, you know, you brew two and a half gallons or whatever. And, uh, Ferment them in a corny keg or something like that, where you you know you, the headspace is a little bit narrower and you don't have an issue with that, and then perfect your recipes over the winter time. Then you're not having to drink you know a potential bad beer five gallons of it. <laughs> right, right. All right, cool. <clears throat> hey guys, I, I'm sorry. My the New England IPA I'm making. I totally forgot the first word hops. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> We think that's going to be an issue. Guess what, Scott? It's still going to be beer. That's right. <laughs> yeah, first uh, word. No. If, if the there was ever a style to to forget those hops, that would probably yeah. be the one that you'd be okay with. <laughs> yep, I forgot the first word hops. Yeah, and yeah, Brian, yeah. the uh, before you got on the homebrew store that I I bought it from, instead of giving me flaked oats, they gave me flaked rye. So it's now a oh. rye New England IPA without first word hopping. Well, hey, that's you know. Maybe you'll have a winner there, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm about to transfer to the uh, brew bucket. Okay. Well, I got to chill it some more. Excuse me. Yeah. What did you? What? Oh, go ahead and you. No, when go you ahead, get I'm done. Sorry. I was gonna say what what uh, what what hops and stuff are in it. It's Azaka, Mosaic, and Citra. Uh, it's two row carapils, flaked wheat, and flaked oats, uh, and turbinado. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, flake fry. Flake fry. <laughs> yep. Right. And uh, some turbinado sugar. 
Really? Yep. So they figured to dry it out a little bit or something or what? I got it off of the uh, Homebrewers Association webpage. Okay. I got you. Yeah. I mean, typically I don't try to dry my New England IPAs out that, you know, with, with any kind of sugar, honestly, but. And it's uh, London Ale East, which I grew up in a starter. And then, London uh, Ale 3? London Ale 3. That's a great yeast for those. Yeah. And uh, I said I did a starter so I could do it twice because I don't know if it's going to be easy to get out and get some more yeast. So I got you. I'm, I'm trying to reuse as much yeast as I can while I'm home. Not a bad idea at all. Yep. Not a Gents, bad idea. It was good to see you all. Brian, thanks for chatting with us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. My wife's got stuff to do, so you guys have a okay. good rest of your night. All Take right, thanks, Mike. Take care, yeah. Mike. Nice talking to you. Cheers. Hey, Brian, I got a question about PID controllers. Yeah. I got a, I'm got running a Warthog system from High Gravity. Okay. And I'd like to uh, swap out the HLT PID so it has a, like a start timer, so my strike water is warm in the morning when I wake up. Okay. Is there, is there any programming you, you got to do with those, or they just plug and go? Um, do you know which, which PID you're talking about? No, I, I looked on the Auburn's website and I know they have one with a start timer, okay. but I was hesitant to buy it. Yeah. I mean, you probably, I mean, you probably have to obviously plug in your time, but I, I can't imagine. I mean, the only other thing I can think of you might have to adjust is like the sensor type or something like that. If, you know, depending on what type of sensors you have, I'm assuming you have the RTD probes in the, in the, Correct. uh, Warthog system. So you might have to adjust that, but other than that, I, I can't think of much you'd have to adjust, really. I didn't even realize they made those, quite honestly. Yeah, I, yeah they, I, look, they got, I think they call it a start timer. Okay. Like a, like a countdown timer, so you'd have to know like eight hours ahead of time. Okay. And it actually, it, it actually is a PID as well? Yes. Okay, cool. Learn something new. I don't keep up with all the stuff out there. <laughs> well, I just, I just know with my mash boil PID controller, you know, it actually says mash and boil on it. Is okay. that something to program at high gravity or is do they, uh, they Probably. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking maybe that might be something, you know, depending on, uh, is it, is it an Auburn controller that they have in there or? It is. Yeah. They're both, oh, they're both yeah. Auburn. They probably did some kind of custom, custom configuration or something because of my, you know, all the ones that I've did, the 2352s, I think is what the SYL 2352 is the I ones know. that I had in mind. And they, you know, they don't say mash or boil. They just say, you know, M or A for, manual or automatic mode so oh i see they probably did some kind of custom programming with them that could be thanks yeah no problem what else you guys want to know is this what retirement's like because i'm enjoying this yeah right <laughs> yeah i hope so well hopefully we can get out a little more Oh, I was going to say one, one thing about the all-in-one systems that I have kind of discovered um, is uh, doing a, like a mash rest before you recirculate, if, you, if you're going to recirculate. Um, I found good success with not using any rice hulls or anything like that, even on, you know, ones with two, three, four pounds of flaked adjuncts, is uh, when you mash in and stir, you know, dough in and stir up real good, um, then you just wait for about 10 minutes to let everything hydrate really well. And then start the recirculation, and I have not had any stuck sparges since I started doing that. I think I went black there. Uh, IT guy fixed it. There we go. Now I got it. Camera shut off on me. <laughs> 
So yeah, I mean that's that's one of those that's one of the things that works really well. Um, has worked good for me and is doing that. Um, you know, water water profiles and composition, and as well as uh, mash uh, uh, pH and stuff like that is pretty critical in those because you know, especially if you're doing you know some of them you, you can do like a a full volume uh, mash, you know, like a, a full volume brew in a bag. The anvil system, the the control, the uh, the controller, the manual uh, has uh, guidelines in there for doing like a one gallon sparge. So I mean, you know, and I don't know how much all you guys adjust your water composition, but I mean that's certainly something that's that's pretty vital to get good efficiency out of them. Um, I know some guys on the the anvil Facebook group have been doing like a finer, more Bruna bag style crush and putting a Bruna bag. Uh, bag in the basket and having good results with that. Um, you know, the, the nice thing about the anvil is that it doesn't have that center pipe like the robo brew and the, the grandfather. So there's nothing to obstruct a bag from being put in there. So a lot of guys have been finding good success with that, you know, in the, in the high seventies, even 80% efficiency with them. So not bad. Hmm. Let me grab another beer real quick. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to run too. <laughs> yeah, me too. Let's go in the water, Bill. Oh, okay. What do you think, Kyle? Any, uh, any new, um, any new interest here? Well, um, you know what? Over the last week or so, I was really looking at that claw hammer and the grandfather, and now I want now I this anvil system here sounds pretty nice, and so I'm gonna start doing some research on that. Yeah, I've been eyeballing that one myself for a little while now, the anvil just just for the just for the fact that I I'm not 220 ready right now, but maybe. I will be, you know, sometime. And I, I just like that option that if I right. am, I, I, don't have to, I don't have to buy anything, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, all you need to do is just build an adapter for the – I didn't even cut the plug off of mine. I just built an adapter for it so I can plug in the 250. Flip the switch and go with it. So. I mean, I, I think I have too much invested in my current system, which is kind of – half propane, half electric, you know, I mean, it's the, the, the rim system that's electric, but um, the rim system also sits under a, um, it also sits under a burner as well. So if I'm doing uh, step mashes or something, I can speed that up just a little bit. Right. And then uh, the boil still propane, but um, yeah, that's why I was looking at the, I'm not sure I would love to get a full, three vessel, you know, something like Rick has or something like Mike Egan has. But uh, because of what I got invested now, I was just considering one of these cheaper all-in-one systems. Just, just what I said, use it as a hot liquor tank on, on the main system and then, uh, you know, do some smaller indoor brewing. You can do one of those for the boil kettle. Just come to the dark side, Bill. Come yeah. to the dark side and get an all-in-one with us. Yeah, he, he's like he's just like sticking his foot in the pool, right? Yeah, yeah one of, I think these are – I'm trying to think. These are like 100 and – I think they're less than 150 bucks. But it's a, it's basically a uh, – it's like a, a PWM-style control. It's, it's the Blickman uh, power controller. 
It's funny because actually when the, the claw hammer supply controller crapped out on me, I actually grabbed that from underneath of my brew stand and hooked it up real quick and finished my brew day with the with it instead of the, the claw hammer system. And it, I mean, I was able to dial in the boil just perfectly because, I mean, it goes from from zero to 10 and it, it's the same type of uh, pulse width technology as like a, a true PID is, but it's in a, it's got a dial. So, I mean, there's no, there's no temperature gauge or anything like that, but you know, if you just want to electrify a kettle and, and boil in it, then that's uh, Bob's your uncle there. <clears throat> Jeez, Brian, or is it that late already? It's been a long day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to bore you to sleep. No, I'm also, I'm a couple in too, so. All right, all right, we'll, we'll catch some slack then. <laughs> uh, do have, you found, have, have you found like, those systems that are good at doing 10 gallons and also at five gallons electric um i have not tried the um the brusilla 65 liter doing a five gallon batch yet um but i you know i i know it's capable of doing that um <laughs> just walk past <laughs> <laughs> um I, you know so i i know it's capable of doing uh five gallon batches um i think probably with that what i what i might recommend would be um if somebody had a 65 liter bruiser i mean i belong to that uh group as well on facebook and uh you know i think probably doing a bag or something like that in the bottom of the basket would work fine just leave the the center pipe out so you don't have to worry about you know recirculating or anything and uh, i've seen some guys have success with that but as far as you know, the, doing ten gallon batches, the the uh, that sixty five liter Brazil is is amazing. I'm, I've used it multiple times to do different batches, and it, it just works. I mean, it, it works real well. So that's it's uh, thirty three hundred watt, two hundred and forty volts. So yeah. one of these days, I'm going to convince my wife to go two forty. Yeah, we used to have a hot tub. We've got a two forty line just sitting there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're you're three quarters of the way there. <laughs> the only reason I can't right now is because I I bought these two years uh, ago, the one ten systems. <clears throat> yeah. Now, how long did you buy those? Uh, February of 2018. Okay, I mean, because I remember you you had both of them uh, when we did because I, I did the podcast with you, Scott, and I yeah. remember you you had uh, just purchased one or two of them. I couldn't remember which one it was. I thought it was you had the grandfather first, right? Yeah, bought the grandfather yeah. first. I tried the grandfather. They sent me one to uh, to play with, and then I sent that back. And I said, "No, I'm never going to buy one of these. They're too small." And then, like sixty days later, I bought one. You're like, I think I need one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I wanted two to do ten gallons, but I didn't want to spend the money for two grandfathers, so I did yeah. a grandfather and a Robo Brew. Yeah. And I like the idea of, of comparing the two and, and I really yeah. do like both of them. Yeah. I mean, they both make beer. I, you know, that I don't, I don't have an issue with, with either one of those. I, you know, I thought that the grandfather was a little bit costly for what it was. I, unfortunately, yeah. it, if the app and everything was better, it would be, you know, it would be a real home run for them, but they've had so many problems with the apps and everything else. I mean, it's just been, it's been crazy. The app uh, used to be better. 
Yeah, no. When it when it was when it was what was it Wi-Fi based before or, or some Bluetooth before instead it's of always, Wi-Fi? Or it's always been Bluetooth. It's still Bluetooth, but they updated the app to more of a. It it feels more like a social network. They added like badges and and it's it's more difficult to navigate the app now. Yeah, I couldn't. But the first time I used it, I couldn't figure out how in the heck to start a brew day. I'm like, well, how do I yeah. do that? Yep, today, if you're um, if you're in a certain part of the menu and you hit what looks like start a brew day, it doesn't start the brew day. You have to go back to the main menu and start it from there. And and uh, there was a lot of things I didn't like. Like if you like, I I started building my first recipe to brew on it, and I didn't select any equipment, and I couldn't because mm. I hadn't added the equipment. So I had to completely ditch my recipe, go back out, add the equipment. <laughs> so it's one of those things. You know, it's a very linear program like it you know yeah. a lot of times you, you can't do one that you you can't progress to one step without doing another so i went just totally manual today so okay. i didn't i didn't add the recipe i just literally on the controller yeah yeah and that's that's actually um the last uh, the live brew day before this one kelly actually brewed a porter which she just snuck by and got a glass of um nice. uh, on on the brew day we just did a, a complete uh, use the timer on it for hop additions and whatnot, and then uh, and then just use the the, uh, the controller for adjusting temperatures and stuff. So, yeah, between the two, I mean, between the two, there's there's pros and cons of each. I've up I've I won't say upgraded. I modified the grandfather to use the same um, quick clamp. Yeah, as the RoboBrew. Okay. Uh, so now I can use the counterflow chiller that comes with the grandfather on each of them because the rubble brew chiller is terrible. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know what? It it makes a lot nicer to use the the grandfather because now the arm doesn't actually hit the lid. Mm -hmm. uh, you can remove the lid and keep the arm attached, which you couldn't used to do. Um, and now everything is interchangeable between the two. Yeah, that's nice. So I'm, I'm using the grandfather today with the RoboBrew basket and the RoboBrew um, filter on the bottom, the false bottom. Okay. And the grandfather uh, what's, uh, filter. Because there's so many hops in this that I wanted to have as many levels to stop it before the pump as I could. Yeah, and the robo the robo brew uh, bottom filter actually works really well. So yeah, so I got the best of both worlds here. There you go. Yeah, if you're doing if you're doing a five gallon batch, you use one. <laughs> Heat the sparge water in the other one. <laughs> I've done that many times, many times. Yeah. My natives are getting restless, guys. So I'm gonna All go. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go hit the beach. Actually, maybe catch some waves <laughs> and awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jaka Barak, catch some tasty waves. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, thanks a lot, man. Appeared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was nice uh, talking to you, Brian. Yeah, take care, yeah, guys. You uh, take care, see bro. you guys. Cheers. And thank you. And then there were eight. <laughs> Any other questions? I feel bad. We we let Brian go. I'm good. I'm gonna take my research here and do some more research. So. Yeah, and then you know, then, and if you want to shoot me an email, you know, Brian at shortcircuitofbrewers dot com is is my email address. So we'll do. If, yeah. if you have any questions or anything, or sure. hit hit me up on any of the social media stuff, or you know, whatever. So you know, you can get a hold of me. Sounds Facebook, Twitter. I'm not on TikTok, but <laughs> oh, that that feels like a missed opportunity. Yeah, you won't find me dancing over there. 
All right, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate Take care, it. Brian. Thanks. Brian. Thank you. See you. See you. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Brian and uh, the Das Hausbrauers. Please check out all of the Short-Circuited Brewers videos on YouTube. Check them out on Facebook and at their website, shortcircuitedbrewers.com. I hope you found this discussion useful. I hope you learned something. And I hope to talk to you again on the next episode. As always, this is You Can't Buy Beer with Condolences by the Rearview Ramblers. Check them out at rearviewramblers.com or on Facebook. And I will talk to you next week. Because you can't